And what we want to talk about this morning, uh, as the Lord has given me this and <clears throat> been kind of resting on it and moving away from it and resting on it, and God said, no, the people need to know what's, what's happening. Amen. This morning we're going to talk about faith on trial. Faith on trial. We're not necessarily, the Lord says, not necessarily talking about your faith that's on trial, but the faith that is on trial. That is what's on trial right now. The faith of God, your belief system, and what you believe and who you believe in, that is what's on trial right now. Amen. It's the faith, the faith. That which you were brought up of, that which you came to, into the knowledge of, of Jesus Christ and who he is, that is what's on trial right now. The enemy wants to make us think that God cannot. He wants us to think that God can't heal. He wants us to think that God cannot deliver, that God cannot bless. But we are here to let him know and put him on notice that he is secondary to our God. Amen. Amen. He's secondary. But we have to understand. We're going to have to start fighting for what we believe in. Because there's so many things that have come our way that's trying to take our belief out of the all-living God. And we've got to stand firm as Christians, as disciples of God. Amen. Now, let's go to Psalms chapter number 11. Psalms 11. Psalms 11. Just have a few scriptures here, and we're going to see what the Lord is saying to us this morning. Psalms 11, looking at verse number 3. It says, If the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? So you see, the faith is our foundation. If it is destroyed, what can the righteous do? See, the foundation, the faith, who God is, is what we stand on. And if that is destroyed, what are we going to believe in? What, what, if, if, we, if the enemy can convince us, and see, that's what he's trying to do. He is trying to get us to get our faith out of God and take away that the, the faith, that which was established, that which this universe was, was, was created and brought into existence on, he wants us to move away from that and believe everything that man has came up with. Amen? But if the foundation, if the foundation, if what you believe in is destroyed, where is our hope? Where is our hope? See, see, the faith, not so much as our faith, but the faith is what's on trial. Okay? Now, let's go to, let's go to now uh, the book of Revelations. Just going to teach a little bit. Book of Revelations, chapter number 22. The book of Revelations, chapter number 22. Already we acknowledge that if the foundation is destroyed, what are we going to do? But what the enemy is bringing under attack is God's word. It's God's word that's under attack. In other words, the enemy does not want you to believe in what God says. Amen. 
If he can get us off that, off the foundation from what we believe, then he's got us. Okay? But going to the book of Revelations, because there's some points, Lord said, we got to prove, because we got to make sure the enemy knows and understands that we believe in the Almighty God and, and, and his word. Amen? Now, Revelations chapter number 22, looking at verse number 8, because it's God's word that is under attack. Verse 18 says in Revelation chapter number 22, For I testify, John is talking, he says, For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book. It's not necessarily meaning the book of Revelation, but the entire scope of the word of God. From Genesis to Revelations, okay, it says, If any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. I wonder why we're getting so many plagues, pestilence and things going on in the earth. Could it be we've added? We've added something to the book that God did not Put in the book. Because he says now, he says now, if any man shall add, man has added so much to the word of God. That God did not speak. But the, the, but the promise God says is that he will add plagues unto those who add things to the book, to what he has written. This is God's mind on paper. Man is notorious about changing the word of God to to suit and satisfy his sins. Amen. And then verse 19 says this. Verse 19 says this. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. Man has gotten to the point where they take out what they want to and put in what they want to. Amen. Just to justify their own sins. It's either, I'll say it again, it's either black or white when it comes down to the word of God. There is no gray area. You see, when we go into that gray area, that's where we want to justify our sins. And this is what's going on now. But the Lord lets us know that uh, uh, if we take away anything from the gospel of Jesus Christ, he said even our very life will be taken out of the book. So I said, okay, Lord. Speak to me and, and, and let me know, because, see, it's God's word that is under attack. Now, when you look in the Gospels, and Matthew, Mark, and Luke, this is what it says. Because, see, this is where we have to get to. We've got to know what God's word says to us. Now, it says in the Gospels, it says, heaven and earth shall pass away. But the Lord says, but my words shall not pass away. If he say he's a healer 
and he says uh, he's the same yesterday for today and forever that's what he means amen if if he says by his stripes i am healed that's what he means amen if he says that that the cow on a thousand hills belongs to him, hey, that's what he means. Amen. If if he tells us that he's going to provide for us, that is what he means. But but man will come to the point he wants us to doubt our God that he cannot provide nor heal. You know, have you ever been to the point where like, you got some unanswered prayers? I have. And it makes you feel sometimes like, God, are you really listening? But but God is really listening, Amen. If you got an ailment, it seems like you continually have it, and you wonder, well, God, are you plan- do you plan on healing me? What am I doing wrong? No, no, no. God means just what He says in His Word. See, that's why it's, it's, it is the the faith that is under attack, the Word of God, because the enemy wants us to deny the truth and the living God. And substitute some idols and began to believe in idols rather than God. And not only that, now, this is what the Lord also says in the book of Psalms 119, verse 89. And this is how we get to talk back to Satan. He says, the Lord says, forever, O Lord, the word is settled in the heaven. So whatever God spoke, it's already done. It's settled in the heavens. It doesn't make any difference what comes our way? It doesn't matter. The word of God is settled in the heavens. If he tells us to stay up under Psalms 91, <laughs> and he tells us that there's no, 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 no plague or no pestilence can, can come against us, and he says it won't even come nigh our home, that's what he says. That's what he means. We have to stand on what God says. Amen. Too often, as believers, we trust in what man say. And if you listen closely to man, man will change his story. He'll change his story now. (laughs) He will change his story. But one thing about God, God will never change his story. Whatever God says, that's what he means. Amen. Amen. We have to also understand now that that the Bible is the finished work of God. It's finished. It's done. That's why you don't have to add nothing to it or take anything away from it because it's already finished. It's It's already done. But we as believers have to understand that the faith, that very thing that we believe in is under attack. You know you got a whole lot of folk now don't believe in God. They don't even believe he exists. <laughs> they don't believe in God. But we've got to understand as believers, we have to keep our faith in, in God and what God has said. Amen. And the next thing is, if you do away, thank you, Holy Spirit. If you do away with the word, if you do away with the word. And see, even now we've got some believers doing away with the word. Amen. Doing away with the word. Now, in Psalms 119 and 105 says, Thy word, talking about the word of God, is a lamp unto my feet, unto my journey, and is a light unto my path. If, if we do away with the word of God, we can't see where we're going. Because his word says, the word is a lamp 
unto our feet. So we need the word of God and we need that the light that the word brings uh, so that we can see the way that we're supposed to travel. We, they say, and it's, we said it a couple of weeks ago, they said the word of God is outdated. Mm, 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 help us, Lord. They're saying it's, it's irrelevant. The word of God is irrelevant. And, and, and there are some stars, and we won't call them by name, that they're at a place where they think they're God. But, but we got to understand the word, the word of God is what we have to stand on in these last days. If you don't know what God has said in his word, then we will falter and we will believe anything anybody tell us. Now it's like this. If it's not in the book, Hold up. I can't listen to it. If it's not what God is saying, no, no, thank you. I, I, I can't receive that. It, it, it's just like when the man told me that within a year's time that, that Christ was going to come back. He was, gonna, he was coming back. And I'm like to him, I said, you know more than what the scripture said. Because the Bible says no man knows the day nor the hour huh, when the son of man shall return. But because he, he heard some prophet so he dealt with by some numbers that he had set a time when Christ was going to return. I said, that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says no man knows. So why, who are you believing? And, what's, and the strange thing about it is this person professed to be a saint of God. They even professed to be a preacher. Even pastoring people. Come on, y'all. At the moment I share anything or any preacher stands here or stands there and shares something that's not in the book, shut your ears. They got to go. They'll be sit down. Amen. Because we got to understand many people are listening to the saints of God. And right now they want to know exactly what in the world is going on if you tune into god god will tell you but you got to tune in amen if you don't tune in you'll follow every wind of doctoring that's out there amen that's why we got schism in the body because we got so many denominations now denomination is not even in the book that's schism amen and god is not a part of schism amen now if we do away with the word of god Psalms 119 says this. It says, uh, thy word, talking about God's word, have I hid in my heart that I might not sin or miss them all. I, not, I might not sin against thee. If I don't have the word of God, then how am I going to know when I'm sinning and not sinning? Because, you know, you got the conviction of the Holy Spirit. But I've got to hide the word in my heart so I will not sin against God. That's the word. And so if we don't take the word and hide it, because right now the enemy wants us to not even get in the book, to even study God's word, so that we will know God's word. Amen. we got to hide the word. What y'all going to do when they take up the book? What are we going to do when they say, no, you cannot any longer, and it's coming, you can no longer worship God, or you can no longer go to church, 
or you can no longer come together and study the word of God. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do when we're, it's like those places in foreign countries where they're beheaded because of the word of God. Because they, they gather themselves together and they want to study the word of God. So the government comes against them. Amen. And do not want them to be partakers of the word of God and having fellowship with the almighty God. What are we going to do? Oh, God, I hear you, Holy Spirit. Are we willing to die for the faith, that belief system that we believe in? Are we willing to, to sacrifice our life? Are we willing to stand uh, uh, before the firing squad for the name of Jesus Christ? See, that's, that's a heavy thing there. That, 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 that's heavy. See, it's easy to say yes, but when it actually happens, can we still say yes? When they tell us to line up all you believers in Jesus Christ, Line up before the firing squad. Are we going to be willing to step up for the faith? The faith, the, your belief system, what you believe in. Amen. Because it's going to come to that. Now, don't think that, okay, church is going to already be around. We're we'll going to be able to gather together. Or, or we're going to be able to do it. No, that's going to come a time when they're going to want you to close the book. No fellowshipping. That, that it's going to come to that time. Amen. Watch and see. Watch and see. Now, let's go now, let's go now, let's go now to the book of Jude. Interesting, interesting, very interesting. The book of Jude, which is right before the book of Revelations. Well, we may ask the question, well, how, how is this going to happen? How is it that my faith is going to be tried, or the faith is going to be put on trial? God's word. It, you try it every day to whether or not to obey God's word or not obey God's word. Amen. Now, the book of Jude, chapter number one. Are we there? Now, looking at verse number three. Verse number three. Verse three in the book of Jude, it says, Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you, of a common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that ye should earnestly contend for, what's that next word? The, the faith, which was once delivered unto the saints. In the beginning, he was going to write to them about salvation, the common salvation. In other words, everybody had that in common. But the Holy Spirit changed some things and said to him that it's going to come to the time where he wanted to write to them about them earnestly contending for the faith, fighting for what they believe in. See, right now, okay, here we go. Here, help me, Holy Spirit. Here we go. Right now, it's at a point where you've got to make a decision whether or not I'm going to be vaccinated or not vaccinated. 
And if you don't get vaccinated, you may not be able to go to work. Businesses are considering that you cannot be employed if you don't take, I almost said it. I call it the mark of the beast sometime. <laughs> I'm, we're at that point. We're at the point where, praise God, I am retired. We're at the, the point where the federal employees have been mandated, mandated, mandated to either be vaccinated or you will not be employed. Even some hospitals right now are short-staffed because a decision had to be made whether to be vaccinated or not vaccinated. Well, what do you believe? It depends on what you believe. If you stand for, okay, I don't feel like God said I should do this. And the next person said, okay, I do feel like God's leading me to do that. That's fine. Everybody should have their own opinion and their own rights. You know what's happening? Your freedom is being taken away. Your freedom. Your freedom to watch what's going to happen. For long, I hear your Holy Spirit. You won't be able to go in the grocery store to buy anything unless you show them the card. What, what, are you going to be free to do that? You think of you. Please, ma'am, and please, sir, please, world, please, please, world, begin to open up your mind, ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to us exactly what's going on. When did it get to a place where we live in a nation that say we're the land of the free, but they tell me what I can do and what I cannot do. What's wrong with going to the grocery store to buy food for your family? But if I don't have that card that say I've been vaccinated, well, maybe some of y'all may have to bring me some. But better yet, God didn't already told us what to do. You better put up. You got to put, you got to put up. You better hear me. Hear the Spirit. You got to begin to store. God told us that once before. Some of us did. Some of us didn't. It's coming a great. It's coming around again. It's coming. And it's fast moving. Is that freedom? Is that freedom? That I can't go to the restaurant and sit down to eat unless I got to present my card. Is that freedom? Y'all talk to me. Is that freedom? Watch what's going to happen. It's happening already in some, some states. It's already happening. Up north, New York, New Jersey, all down through there. Teachers are mandated to be vaccinated. Children, you have no choice. Your choice has been taken. That's not God. That's not, that is not God. Everybody has the right to do whatever they're supposed to be doing. That's your right. If you want to be vaccinated, that's your right. God bless you. God led you. God bless you. But if I choose not to, 
then that's my right too. You remember we talked about how the enemy is dividing? He divides in so many different ways. If he can get the saints divided, the world don't have any hope. If he can get the saints of God divided, the world doesn't have any hope. Because next thing you know, you're divided inside of your own home. Say, oh, oh, mm, help us, Holy Spirit. Help us, Holy Spirit. Okay. All right. You're going to have to fight for what you believe in. Why do you think in the midst of him talking about common salvation, that there was an abrupt phase and he began to tell them, you're going to have to contend for the faith, what you believe in, what you stand for. The sad part about Christians, sometimes we don't stand for nothing. We, we, we just go along with everything that man says and agree with it. We go along with that. But that's not the way of God. If it doesn't line up with the book, then you can't stand with it. Amen? You can't stand with it. Now, watch what happens now. This, let me tell you how I got there. Verse 4, the book of Jude. I'll tell you how I got there. Over there. Verse 4, book of Jude, chapter number 1. It says, For there are certain men crept in unaware. Who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men, turning the grace, watch this y'all, turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay. They come in. It said they crept in <laughs> unaware. I noticed. Didn't make a whole lot of noise. Just crept in unaware. And then it says that what they did was, and God did say they were ungodly. Okay? They were ungodly. But they were like sheep. No, they are like wolves in sheep clothing. They, put, they were pretender stage players. It says there, not only were they ungodly, but then it says they were turning the grace of our God. I think I heard him pray about grace this morning. I may have heard them sing about grace this morning, right? It said they were turning the grace of God. What do you think that word turning means? Think about, think about what it said they were doing. They were turning the grace of God. They were, you know how you're, you're cooking and you're turning something over? They're changing sides, flipping something over. Okay, thank you, Holy Spirit. That's simple. You got a pancake. It's on one side, right? When you get ready to get the other side done, don't you have to turn it to flip it over? So what was happening, these men were coming in unaware, and they were flipping, turning, changing sides of God's grace. 
Is that not what's happening right now? And has been for quite some time. They were perverting the grace of God. Not only were they perverting the grace of God, they were distorting the grace of God. They were modifying or they were adding something to the grace of God. In other words, I can sin. Oh, I can sin, but God is such a wonderful God. He's going to forgive me. Amen. One thing it says now that not only they are teaching falseness when it comes down to the grace of God, and and it comes to a point where you want to modify holy. Oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. You want to modify holy living. Can't modify holy living. Either you live it or you don't. Amen. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, you can live it. Amen. That's why I got a problem when folks say, well, you know, um, I just got, oh, I'm going to look at the camera. I'm not going to look at us, okay? And even some of y'all out there, I'm not going to look, the Holy Spirit going to look at you, amen? That's why I got a problem when I hear men and women say, well, I, I can't contain myself. I just got to have me a man. I just got to lay up with somebody. I, I got to do. No, you don't. Well, you don't know. Yes, I do. I'm a living witness that you can. I'm a living witness that you can be kept by the power of God. You can be kept by the Holy Spirit if you want to be kept. See, that's how you, they are turning the grace of God. That's what the word says. You know, it says, now, if you're burning, he said, get married. But nowadays, they don't want to do that. Get the milk, the butter, and everything else to go with the cow for free. Can I say it that way? Amen. Y'all going to be mad at me. They're going to be mad at me. But the truth is the light. See, if they love you, they ain't going to have a problem with supporting and take care of marrying you and being committed. See, that's turning the grace of God. God understands. Does he? Or that's man's word that man has used. Y'all looking at me strange. You see, Satan has a way. This is how he puts it. Satan lies. He'll say grace is a river of mercy and forgiveness. That's true. Grace is that. It is a river of mercy. It is forgiveness. But it's not about Continually sinning over and over and over and over on the same thing. Wow, wow. Well, you know, be careful with the lust. Got lust. Oh, wow. Boy, they looking at me strange, Master Paul. <laughs> Amen. Lust. Lust. Desiring for that, that forbidden fruit. That which is forbidden, lusting. 
Well, God understands. You just flipped the grace of God. And see, if you read the word of God, studied the word of God, and know what you believe, and really stood on what you believe, we wouldn't be flipping grace. Because see, that's what was going on here in the text. It says now, it says now, they were turning flipping grace of our God into lasciviousness. In other words, a moral decline. No, there are no morals anymore here. I don't mean in here. I mean in the entire world. The morals have gotten lapsed. Morals are gone. Huh. Got this animal desire. The lust, sinful. It's all about pleasure. Sinful pleasure. Now, the, the, the Latin meaning of, of the word lasciviousness, it means loose. It means run away passion and lust. Wow. Runaway passion and lust. That's what that word lasciviousness means. There is such a moral decline, a moral decline in our world, in our nation today. Moral decline. Some things we just didn't used to do. But now we do them. Why? It's not just... Those, that's what men say that sitting in the pew, but it's the heads. Amen. When, when, when we come down to, to, to even to our government, our government head, if you want to know how the body's looking, check the head. If the head, oh, I almost said a word. If the head's messed up, that's polite. Amen. Then you can mess around and find out the body's going to be messed up too. Amen. So, so, so you got to be able to individually know that you are going to stand on what you believe in. Because, see, when they crept in unaware, that means they said they crept in unnoticed. That means somewhere we were distracted by something that we didn't realize what was being taught. If anybody teach you it's okay to sin, you better run for your life. You better run for your life. Moral decline. It says they were turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness. In other words, it's okay to do it. It's okay. It's, it's okay to sin. I mean, there, there, are, there are a lot of things that equate sin. I can eat too much and still sin. But it's not of God. See, glutton is also listed in the book. All of that is, is, is listed. Amen. So we have to be careful of those false grace that Satan is teaching our world today. Because let me tell you, whatever you teach your children, they're going to pass it on to the next generation. That's why you have to be careful who you let teach your children. Amen. You have to be very careful. Because it's going to be passed on down. Amen. But it says now that they were in the latter part of verse 4. It says, and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. People are denying God today. They are literally denying our Lord Jesus Christ. That's where we are. 
That's what we have to fight for, the faith. We know, we know there's a God. We, we, we know the power of God. We know the word, what God says in his word. His word is, is it says forever settle in the heavens. God's word is settled. I mean, you, you can't change God's word. As the Bible says in the book of Revelation, you cannot add nor can you take away from the word of God. But man is doing just that. They added what they want to add to it and taking away what they don't like. How do I know? At one point I was there <laughs> trying to justify sin. But you can't justify sin. You can't justify sin. So, therefore, we got to understand now, we got to learn to say whose side we on. We got to learn to choose ye this day who we going to serve. Because it is going to come to that, that we're going to have to make a decision of who we're going to serve and who we're going to believe. Our belief system will be challenged. If you don't think your belief system carries some weight, some of these things now they're saying you can get exempt from is your health and your religion. Religion has to do with your belief. Those are the two things now they're using where you can be exempt from certain things. So, so you've got to understand what's on trial right now is the faith, the, the, the very foundation that our lives depend on and was built upon. And that foundation is Jesus Christ himself. They're denying Christ. They're denying he even exists. They're denying that he is the almighty, all-powerful God. They're denying all of that. Oh, my God. Whether we realize it or not, it's on trial. Now, let's go to the book of Isaiah, we're almost done. Isaiah chapter number 49, 59. Isaiah 59. Isaiah chapter number 59. Why, 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 is, why is all of this happening like this? Why is all of this happening like this? Isaiah chapter number 59. Are we there? Do they have it up on the screen? I'm trying not to walk too much. Isaiah chapter number 59, verse, is it 14? Okay, what does it say here? All right, it says, And judgment is turned away, where? Backwards. Judgment. In other words, what's right now has been flipped and it's wrong. And what's wrong is considered to be right. It says, Judgment is turned, flipped over, away backwards, and justice standeth, a fall, watch this, what's fallen? For truth is fallen. Where is it fallen? In the street. And in equity cannot enter. Equal rights, equity. There's no equal rights going on right now. Huh. Uh-uh. Somebody else is governing our life trying to tell us what to do. But it says truth is fallen in the street. Let's go to verse 15. Isaiah 59, verse 15. Give me the next verse. Then it says, Yea, truth faileth, and he that departeth from evil maketh him say, 
himself a prey. In other words, you're going to be hunted down because you didn't turn from evil. Huh? And the Lord, ooh, watch this. And the Lord saw it and it displeased him that there was no judgment. God sees what's going on. He sees what's going on. Truth doesn't fail in the street. <laughs> Truth is falling in the streets. You turn away from evil. Now you become the prey. All because you chose the right road to go. <laughs> That's scary. That is scary. Scary. Faith, your belief system is on trial. Our last verse. Let's go to the book of Romans. Let's go to the book of Romans. And we're going we're gonna to finish up here. Romans. The book of Romans, chapter, chapter number 6. Romans, chapter 6. We're going to look at verse number 1 and 2, the last verses. Because, you know, we've been dealing with grace. And we always say, I thank God for grace. I do, too. Because it's a river of mercy and forgiveness. But it does not give us an excuse. All right? Romans chapter number 6. Are we there? Verse 1 says, What shall we say then? Shall we do what? Continue in sin that grace may abound. See, that's what those men that was crept in and unaware, they were teaching. They were flipping over grace. Huh. They were flipping over changing grace. They were using it for a different intent than what God had ordained or planned for it to be used for. He says now, he said, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Somebody will use that as, oh yeah, God's grace is so good. Yeah. But God says, should we continue in sin? God don't need us to keep on sinning so he can keep giving us grace. He gave us grace this morning when he woke us up. That was grace. That was grace. That, that was grace. The moment we were able to open our eyes and be able to breathe, that was grace. That was grace. Amen. But he says now, shall, what shall we say? Shall we continue to sin that grace may abound? Watch verse number two. It says, who forbids? God forbids. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? If we're dead to sin, how is it that we can continue to do it? God's word says that sin hmm, should not have dominion over us. See, the Bible says we're no longer under the law, we're under grace. But grace does not give us the right to sin. Be careful what you're listening to or what's being taught to you. Be careful. Be very be. Be very careful. 
Because, see, man wants you to justify what they're doing. You can't justify sin. There's no way you can justify sin. Can't do it. And be in line with God. Somebody said, whoa, that's a, sure is a tough, hard message to teach. That, that's, that's strong. Let me tell you something. Hell is even stronger. Hey, man, that's, that's even stronger. We cannot justify. I don't care who it is. Can't justify sin. That teaching, Paul warned them, when we didn't do, no. They, this is what they're teaching. They're turning over grace. That's not God's intent for grace to continue to sin, sin. No, that's not God's intent. I got to get lined up with this. It doesn't line up with me. It, we have to line up with it. Amen. We're living in the last days. And we've got to come to that understanding. Soon Christ is coming. He's coming. Now he's coming. We don't know the day nor the hour when he's coming, but we know he's coming. And he is looking for a church without spot or wrinkle. And someone said, well, how is that possible? Well, he's given us the Holy Ghost to help us. We've got the Holy Spirit to help us. And then we can... Ask God for forgiveness and then don't go back to the same thing. You know, it's a dog that go back to the same to the same vomit. But our belief system is on trial. What do you believe? That's what's on trial. The faith, the faith, the very foundation is what's on trial. The thing that Jesus Christ died for is what's on trial. They won't do away with it. You can't do away with God. You can't do away with him. That's how crazy the devil is. That's how he's convinced man. Oh, you come from an ape. No, I didn't. Oh, no. Mm-mm. I'm made in the likeness and the image of God. Amen. Your faith, your faith, what you believe is on trial right now. What you believe. What you believe. What you believe is on trial. And somebody may be trying to tell you something different. No. This is what God said. Be careful. It's coming, y'all. It's coming. Going to be tried. What you believe in is going to be tried. And you're going to have to take a stand. You're going to have to take a stand. Either for right or for wrong. It's coming. Let's give God a hand clap of praise for his word. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hey.